You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Go! Oh! Ali <laughs> What a goal! Hello! Welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel. It's Make Some Noise and... This episode, hopefully we can make some noise, because finally, feel, feels like ages we've been able to be positive, but Hearts have got a big victory in the Europa Conference League. You are listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, make some noise segment, which is brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined hopefully by a jubilant Mark Donaldson. Oh, how about that? Are you are you happy? Are you happy with with what you saw? Are you happy with the result? Because it's been one hundred and forty four days since <laughs> last Heart of Midlothian won away from home. It's been a hell of a lot longer since we won away from home in Europe. And we thoroughly deserved it. But there's always that kind of moment or two in games. Probably more recently, there's been more than one or two moments in games where you've kind of thought, we, we've, we've thought the worst because the run we're on. But yeah. to get a second goal, brilliant. Because like, we, we should have won by at least two. And, and we did. And we're going to talk all about it. Magic. Absolutely delighted. Second yes. in the group. Second in the group. I know, where's, I know. where's the final? Where's the final? I know. I'm just convinced that we'll finish above Fiorentina. Just whether we can oh, actually pull it back against Bishakshi here in the second game. Um, <laughs> this is the immediate reaction to uh, RFS against Heart of Midlothian. At the time of recording, it's 27 minutes past 10 UK time. So just shy of half past midnight in Riga, where the Hearts fans are hopefully singing into the night and preparing themselves for another night on the hopefully cheap Latvian oh, booze. I wish I was there. Oh, the cheap Latvian the honey beer. To to. <laughs> the wrong game to By the way, I now know how all you were feeling when we were in St. Gallen and, and everyone back home was saying, I'm so jealous. Yeah, we all are jealous. We got pumped. Um, well, we got beaten 2-1 in, in Switzerland, but the Hearts fans there. By the way, Robbie Nielsen's post-match interview, he looked desperate to go out on the lash with the fans. Kept well, mentioning them. Well, like, blame him? Joe Savage was out, and Bud you saw on the bars. Everyone was everyone was out. Uh, Robbie, Rob, Robbie's, Robbie wants a Corona, or 10. A Corona. Well, did I see it right? Did I see that some of the bars were offering 
50 Jaeger bombs for 35 euros. Oh, come on. Why would you? <laughs> Don't. I might have missed. I might have misread that, but I'm sure I saw there was a deal on because wow. there was pictures of fans having ridiculous number of Jaeger bombs lined up, and it was 35 Honestly, euros for whatever they'd got. Um, I had to. I had to make a call earlier. I had to make a video call to a friend of mine from Pennycook. He, he owns the Royal Hotel, Cy Rennie, brilliant guy from Pennycook. He was in St Gallen, and he he's in Riga. And I said, "How was it?" He says, "Absolutely brilliant." He says Tuesday was Tuesday was magic. Last night was really, really good. But tonight, if we win, it'll be the best of the three. And I thought, good on you, son. And and he's, he's had an absolute blast. And I said, how does it compare to St. Gallen? He goes, it's probably better. I was like, wow. He says, it's up there with Bordeaux. And that is, that is I mean, anyone who was in Bordeaux and remembers that, loads of Hearts fans went there. And probably a similar, similar number will go to Florence. And by the way, if you haven't booked up for Florence yet, how many more is that going to add? Um, to the attendance, because <laughs> now you don't want to miss that. Uh, by the way, the final of the Europa Conference League is in Prague. Oh, oh I do like I do Wednesday, like June the seventh. So there Pretty, we go. Um, sex sex yeah. Park. Remember that? That was a that was a oh, title of no, one of our old no, episodes. Let's, let's move. Swear. Let's talk about the game. We will not be revisiting <laughs> sex. The questions I had from my dear mother following the <laughs> Sex Park episode shall not be repeated. <laughs> Let's talk about Hearts win, and there'll be no discussion about Sex okay. Park, at least not until June next year. Yeah, if, if Hearts reach the Europa Conference final, Sex Park will be revisited. Coming to you live in, in more Sex ways than Park one. Yes. in Prague's Around the Funnels <laughs> final episode of the season. That's a deal. Okay. Anyway, we, we will, in this very um, short, immediate reaction episode to Hearts' latest Europa Conference game, be talking, of course, about RFS against Heart Midlothian, and we'll have a brief look ahead to Motherwell Hearts this weekend as well. Okay, let's get cracking. So, Hearts travel to Latvia, and as we said on our show just a few nights ago, when we had Janus on, um, the Latvian football writer, who very kindly joined us to give us a bit of a um, bit of a rundown on on RFS and what to expect. Um, we were expecting a very big team, a well organised team, not necessarily a an expansive and attacking team, but a team that would be very physical and would maybe try and catch Hearts on the break and use their height and their physicality to ruffle some feathers. Um, I think a lot of that was pretty spot on with what we got. But looking at the Hearts team, Mark, the big bit of news, I guess, when the team news was announced, was that. Craig Halkett was back in the team. A lot of debate whether it was going to be a three or a four. Um, it certainly was. I know that Hearts will often tend to play a hybrid of the two, but it will switch between them. But it certainly was more of a four with Craig Gordon and goals, Michael Smith on the right, Cochrane left, Kingsley Halkett in the centre. Now, it was called a four-three-three to begin with, and I saw that to the extent with Halliday, Devlin, Grant, left right in the centre, Mackay, Shanklin, Ginelli left to right as the attacking three. Um, to me, that very quickly looked more like a 4-1-4-1, which I then I think became the the system, especially out of possession. don't know if you felt that was fair. Yeah, it was fluid. I mean, it was picked to be fluid and, and, and flexible. Yes. Um, how could being back? Now, um, it was obviously, a, it's always... I don't know. There's, there's talk of it. It was a risk putting him back in. Oh, it's always tricky to say this because everyone makes these assumptions from afar. Everyone's um, a doctor. 
And the first game back for someone who's been injured, I suppose, is always going to be a risk whenever it happens, isn't it? Um, I did I did say in the group to you and Ryan, I was like, I hope we've not rushed him back, which is probably the cliche. Oh, oh I hope he's not rushing rushed him back. Only but... he knows. Oh, only he knows. I mean, he knows his body best. He would have been asked, and, and he's as honest as the day is long. You okay to go? No, nah, probably wasn't okay to go if we'd played at the weekend. I think I'm fine. No, but where? But when are you? Because I mean, well, here's, here's the issue: when you train, and Ryan's back on next week, and we can talk to him about injuries like this and and knowing your body. When you train, you you don't train at full intensity. You don't have that kind of sprint when you've had a hamstring injury, and then that quick turn. And he was trying to get back. It, it, a foul was given against Emerson for the challenge on him, and and he's probably done it then. And that was when he's probably had to go from from zero to whatever speed in a quick um, few seconds. Now, after the game, the word from from Hart, certainly on BT Sport, was that um, he just felt a little twinge. He might even be all right for the weekend. So I think it was a it was a it was a chance worth taking. But how many times have we seen in football over the years, whether it's Marcus Rashford not even in the squad, then someone getting hurt on game day, he comes in. And that's him. Lewis Nielsen, that was the making of him. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Look, I don't think we were brilliant tonight. I don't even think we were great. But I thought we managed the game very well. And to have Craig Gordon between the sticks, it took three or four replays of the shot early doors by Emerson that hit the frame of the goal. There was one replay I thought, I think the goalie might have got a touch to that. And he did. And then yeah, he's produced two yeah. or three brilliant saves. So, so many positives to talk about. Craig Gordon's performance, Lewis Nielsen coming on. And I don't, I'll forgive the odd mistake or two because he's not frightened. That's maybe because he's only 19, but give me that. And credit to Robbie Nielsen for choosing to play Lewis Nielsen over potentially bringing Michael Smith inside yeah. into centre back. And going with Natty Atkinson. He could easily have done that. He could have put Toby Civic there. But he went with Lewis Nielsen. He showed faith in the youngster. And my God, was that faith reciprocated with a phenomenal performance that had its blips. But my God, this boy's full of confidence. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. And this is, I, I do not want to compare RFS to Bordeaux. You mentioned Bordeaux earlier. And Bordeaux, far better team than RFS. Hearts winning in Bordeaux, far greater result than Hearts winning in Latvia. However, that was Craig Gordon's sixth appearance for Hearts when they went to Bordeaux. 20-year-old goalkeeper in a position which is a high-pressure position, playing in goals. And I thought mm-hmm. it, that was that was one of the games I think back to and think, Christ, we've got a, we've got a player here. Craig Gordon and it it's funny as well when you think of it at the start of the game they reference on BT Sport you know it's the first time Hearts have been in group stage competitions in, in 18 years uh, who was in goals when Hearts played in group stage competition 18 years ago oh, it was him it was Craig Gordon same one mm-hmm. so you know he's, he's he stood the test of time and he had a fantastic game I mean look at the match itself uh, didn't start the best RFS did come out with a little bit more intent than we maybe expected. Emerson, who we actually highlighted when we spoke to Yanis earlier in the week, looked a bit dangerous with his pace, got in behind, and that's where he made that attempt at goal, which Craig Gordon touched onto the post. It was such a kind of minute touch. 
and the power in the ball was so much. He needs to make it though. Oh, he does. He does. You didn't see it. You didn't see it in real time. But that shows how fast the shot was. Um, Ginelli had a long range shot, four and a half minutes in, which was tipped over. Cochrane got himself maybe a bit of a silly booking. Um, Ginelli then getting into a dangerous position again. It was interesting. The opening spell of the game was very different than what I expected because from what we heard, I expected RFS to be quite defensive, sit in, give us a lot of the ball, not give many chances, and it turned into that sort of battle. And whilst we got a lot of the ball early on, they came at us a little bit quicker and it, it actually made it quite an entertaining watch, I thought, in the opening kind of quarter of the game especially. And then Halkett goes off 20 minutes in and this seemed to seemed to knock us off our game a little bit. Not that we were playing amazingly anything, but we seemed to be quite comfortable. And after Halkett going off, everyone just seemed to get a little bit more nervy and it felt like RFS looked like they looked to maybe take advantage of that. Illich um, had a chance, got in behind, probably should have got on to the end of it. Um, Ginelli uh, was very lively, I thought. And it, <laughs> Ginelli's an interesting one. Um, I saw very mixed reactions to him from fans. Um, I actually thought he was, it was maybe very Josh Ginelli of him, that kind of performance. <laughs> yes. he, Josh Ginelli was so Josh Ginelli. Like, time. he actually was, he had more input in the game than a lot of players. Um, he was lively, showed good pace, a couple of good touches, but it's just sometimes his final ball and the final decision just, makes you just almost pull your hair out like he does well to get into these situations sometimes but um you know the chance at the end of the half obviously we'll, we'll speak about the goal in a moment where he either needs to slot the ball home or just roll it in front of shanklin in the end he just kind of it's almost in between i know he is trying to cut it back <laughs> it's, an, it's an exocet missile it is he, like, was asked, he was asked after the game yeah he said i thought i scored and he said i'll need to watch it back when he watches it back jesus it, it was like your galbert's playing it yeah, across it's goal. the pace of the shot but oh in the direction God. of the pass it's like no yes, exactly that pace is. is for the shot but if you're gonna go with the pass you need to hit it with less pace just roll it across goal that we kind of summed that kind of summed Ginelli up, but, no, but I, th- I think that's a good. I think that's a really good summation of, of Josh Ginelli. He had that early shot, which the goalkeeper produced a fabulous save. And at that stage, even though it was early doors, I was thinking that Steinbors, their goalkeeper, is going to have another night like he had in Florence against Fiorentina. But that was more about saving shots because he he's like across, can he? Scared across, he's he's not very good at that, honestly. But let, like let's awful. Talk about... Like he seemed to he seemed to want to try and save crosses, not even like get in positions to catch them. He was like taking steps forward and then like throwing himself out to like a, a, it was just bizarre goalkeeping with the ball. Yeah. Some of the crosses yeah. weren't even particularly threatening. It was just yeah, odd. No, no cross was was hit harder than Josh Ginelli's small uh... short layoff to Lauren <laughs> Shanklin. But let let's talk about one or two things that that kind of cropped up. Um, and, and going back to the kind of let's not be hypocritical based on comments we've previously made. So at times we didn't have enough support in front of our defence. Now that was probably deliberate with the setup because we have come out and said that take the game to them. And if you know you've got Craig Gordon in your goal, you're going to give up chances, but you know you're better than them. This is what we spoke about on Monday, then take the risk because that risk allows you to have more options when you have the ball. And there were a couple of times I thought our ball retention 
in fact, more than that, was was pretty poor. You spoke about Josh Janelli and, and how he, he was very Josh Janelli. I thought Barry Mackay, when he eventually came into the game, was very Barry Mackay as well because he did some things really well and then two seconds later he'd give away the most stupid pass. Having the done the was brilliant. shocking oh, for it, like... It was the, awful. After Halke went off for the rest of the first half, we oh. were just... There was a spell. That's what, There was that spell where it kind of felt like we gave RFS the encouragement to come that's, at us. What, we, we, that's what we did against Zurich. Exactly. We couldn't pass wind half the time in the first half. And it was just <laughs> simple. It was simple passes. I'm not going to blame the pitch or anything like that. I looked a bit bobbly, but this is the, the kind of the, the negatives that I want to get out of the way in that, yeah, we didn't have that much protection over Lewis Nielsen and Stephen Kingsley in, in spells because I, I thought Halliday, the shift that he put in was, was outstanding. But if him and George Grant found themselves further forward, and we lost the ball, whether it was Baddy or Josh or Lawrence or any of them, Cammy Devlin had two or three players against just one, and that was very difficult for him. But I like the fact that we tried to take the game to them. It was nervy in the last 10 where we got deeper and deeper, and I thought we got too deep at times. And when they put Lipisic, um up front, the, the <laughs> seven foot twenty five giant, the John Isner of football. Like Jim Jeffries oh, putting Kevin James up front against That's exactly Stuttgart. what I thought. I thought this was Stuttgart. Because <laughs> you know what? He isn't great with the ball at his feet, but my God, he can be a handful. But but we held on. So just the little things. I think we've got a really, really good win there by not playing anywhere near our best. And I think that will do them the power of good. Yeah. Because Robbie Nielsen will get them he'll get them in whenever they fly back. He'll get them in after that preview in the Motherwell game and he'll show them things and say, look, this needs to be better. That needs to be better. But this is the base that we have got to build on. And after six defeats, was it out of seven? We've got that win. We've got that clean sheet, which was absolutely massive. And now we can build on that. Now, I don't think they're a good site. They're probably not even as good as, as Motherwell, right? You, I mean, However, you, say, you say that. No, but hold on, but, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold okay. on. Like, okay, 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 okay. They got a draw at Fiorentina. And I don't care if Fiorentina had 31 shots. Fiorentina did not beat Riga in their own stadium. So as much as you watch the game, and look, we you can easily watch a game in isolation and say, no, they're dreadful, like most of us did if we saw the Linfield game. But then you get that result. So they were talking in commentary, Rob uh, McLean and, and Stephen Cragen, about how their resilience, they might not be the greatest team, but they have a resilience. But I was listening back to the podcast we did with Yanis on, on Monday, and, and we gave them due deference to begin with, and we were talking about them and, and their strengths. Um, and we, we, I got a tweet in saying, are, are we being too respectful? But then... The, the guy that sent the tweet is like, well, I, didn't, I had sent the tweet before I, I heard the rest of the episode when Mark was kind of saying, come on, let's not show them the respect that kind of we show every team and just kind of let's see what they have, give them the ball. Just get stuck in about them. And I'm glad we did. I really am glad that, that we did because it's all right saying we should have won that game because Celtic will look at the game in Poland against Shakhtar on Tuesday night and say, we should have won that game. But they didn't. And we did. So to all of Scotland, the coefficient points that we have earned this evening, you're very welcome. Yeah, I mean, what I was going to say is they are still Latvian, Latvian champions, unbeaten in 10 games. In terms of European competition, that was their 17th European match. In Europe. They've only ever lost a European match by more than a goal. It's only the second time they've ever lost a European match by more than a goal. Um, 
and it's only the sixth time they've lost in those seventeen games. You know, and they'd be a mid table. Look, they'd be a mid table side in the Scottish Premiership. That's what they'd be. But they? but that yeah, European football. I I get that in terms oh, of it's different. You're right, it's quality. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've we spoke about it in the week. They've they've drawn away at Fiorentina, Linfield, Ghent. They won in Hungary, Slovenia. They only lost in penalties to Helsinki. Some, some great results. They it, sometimes, and I think. Scottish football has this frustrating thing sometimes where I feel like sometimes in Europe we actually don't do as well as we should and we get this reputation for being poorer and sometimes it's justifiable. But what well, was the opposite but, last year with Rangers. Yeah, it was. They, they were so far ahead of where they should have been. They achieved to get to the final of the Europa League. I mean, that was, that was punching so much above. That was a, that was a catchweight contest, Europa League against Rangers last year. And they were they were a super featherweight fighting in a cruiserweight division, and they got there. But it's about belief, and it's about hunkering down. And you're right what you say about RFS because just because I mean, look at Rangers last season; they're, they're a good example. Should Rangers, given the quality of the teams in that competition, have got to the final? No, but they did. So yes, I don't think RFS are a great side, but I take all your points on board. But I'm glad we didn't show them the respect. Yeah. that we could have done, and we tried to get stuck in about them, and it wasn't until we had a couple of chances, I'm thinking, yeah, this, this team's there for the taking. That's one thing. The other thing is actually going to do it, and we got the goals at good times. Yeah, so um, we got the goal three minutes before the end of the half, well, three minutes before we hit 45 minutes anyway. Um, not really much debate about the, the handballs, the cross came in, um, blocked, clearly hand-raised. I don't think there's any... Real discussion about that to be had, but I really give a corner. He was going to give a corner to begin with, and it wasn't until he saw Shankland and he saw the others kind of absolutely remonstrating wildly, as if to say that's a handball that he's kind of pressed his hand against his ear and saying, you know, "Yeah, you're right," because he wasn't going to give it to begin with. He didn't point to the spot. He was going to give a corner, but it was a handball. It was it a handball, was. Um, a and. It's a really well taken penalty. I like Shanklin's confidence from the spot. You know, people say he's he's only scoring penalty kicks, but it, it's a really nice finish. And he doesn't even hit it with he doesn't even smash it. He doesn't need to. He just has so much accuracy that he almost passes it into the top right corner. Beautifully so he taken penalty. Them yesterday and he took one exactly the same. And that was when he made his mind up that that was what he was going to do if we got a penalty. So, so do you want to know this is um I was watching the game at home, like many were um tonight and my other half said you know what Lauren Shanklin looks like it's like what it's like it's like ant and deck together <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to say I can, right I, quite I like can't that. unsee that now I cannot unsee that I thought that was actually quite good I, I didn't tell her that but I thought that was actually quite good I was like, sure. He's got. A f- he's he's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then it's quietly you're thinking about his. He's not got a forehead. He's like me. He's got a five head. It's massive. It is, and it's like it's like Ant and Dex's heads have been put together. But by God, the boy can take a penalty. Can he not? He and you know can. what? You know what else I liked about him? Chipping away at defenders, and there was once where he had a set two, and he's like, <laughs> he said to the ref, "What the fuck you booked me for?" Well, the referee was just trying to kind of take the sting, sting out of that when he got involved with one of their players. It might be their captain or, or whoever it was. It was, yeah. It was a bit of nonsense. A bit of nonsense, you know really. Yeah, I love uh, that. I love, I, he's, I know, it's one of those where 
it's one of those in a domestic game. I feel like the referee just tells them both to calm down and waves them away. But in a European yeah. game, both players get a yellow card. It's just yeah. But but Craig Gordon, it has to be said, before the end of the half, Craig Gordon does Craig Gordon things. A couple of big saves. You said mentioned his save was bad, was it not? It was. We had a little period, but it just shows how crucial it is. Even in a game like that, we're playing a team where, you know, we've said Hearts were the better side. They should have been more clinical and finished more chances, but we still had to rely on Craig Gordon. It's still so crucial to have someone like that in goals that you can rely on to pull off the saves when you have these spells up against it. And we do. And he's brilliant. And now, the big discussion is whether or not King Charles III should make Lewis Nielsen or Craig Gordon his first knighthood. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I love overreactions because you know what? If we lose, the overreaction is everyone should be fired. But well, why can't yeah. we overreact when we win? Well, yeah, last week was everyone's rubbish. Sack Nielsen, get rid of the law. And now it's like... I can't wait till we finish about Fiorentina in the group. It's like, bring him on. Bring him on at Tincastle. Fiora who? Ah, exactly. Yeah, never heard of That's, him. Exactly. Um, second half, I mean, try and, we've, we've already mentioned the fact that Cinelli really should have done something more with that chance at the end of the half, but there we have it. Um, His pace can cause problems, though. I mean, it, it if certainly you can, can use him in the right way, how do you use him? Is he best off the bench? <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, <laughs> Sunday. What do we do? What do you do with 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 Josh Janelli? Because in flashes, we, we've seen he can be outstanding, and other times well, he makes you pull your hair out. So what do we do with him? I mean, it, it really depends what kind of Motherwell team we're going to play on Sunday. Because last season we really could have done with the option of having someone in behind, um, and we tried it. We didn't try it enough, maybe at Fair Park. Um, so I don't know, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Second half, a lot of. Organization, concentration. I, I did feel we started to get pushed back a little bit too much for my liking as the half wore on. We weren't going for the second goal quite as much as we'd like. There was a chance with 14 minutes to go. Shankland had a fairly routine save from the keeper. Kingsley then similar. Um, again, Janelli kind of summed him up. We had a nice break and just before that chance, Shanklin wanted the ball in front of him to run on to and Ginelli made him check back which is why the move kind of stuttered a little bit and both shots were kind of more hopeful than um, than expectant um, which again kind of summed that up we were, but we got pushed very deep and it allowed RFS to push players forward and just try and create mayhem and I, I do I get I actually get more nervous in games where we've where I feel we should be comfortably ahead when it gets to these points, the games where we've actually been up against it for the whole game, I don't know why, because I feel like those are the games where we're going to get caught out and it'll feel really frustrating because we've suddenly let a team that we shouldn't have get a chance to get an equaliser just purely by sitting so deep and letting them get in the box. And there was the bizarre moment where Craig Gordon decided that the 18-yard <laughs> box was a 22-yard box. and tried I was inside the box, right? Hey, Lido, I was inside. Craig, no. He was close to the corner flag by the time he punched the ball away. I mean, was... But, you know, we held in and and eventually we got the wee break and um, it was good to see. And I have to say, again, there's another player, I saw some stick aimed at Cammy Devlin and I, you know, it wasn't perfect, but from who? I thought in, in, in the role, he was the 
the man in front of the defence meant to just use his energy, run around, press people, not let them have time on the ball, win it back. And he did so well for that break, although, so he did really well to pick the ball up, flick it forward and make the run through. <laughs> and I don't know if you were the same. I know what's we're coming. Running, we're running through. <laughs> I was like, play left, play left, play left. left. Humphreys. Humphreys. Fucking pass to Humphreys. Pass it. Pass it. Why don't we play it right? Oh, we've scored. Oh, Here's Forrest 2 0. Great. Nice. Well done, son. This I still think you played the wrong ball. I still think you played the wrong ball. But... Oh, but hey, what started that? Lewis Nielsen started that when he got the ball. Fair, he dinks yeah, it over there, boy. Oh, I mean, come on. That's just instinctive. You either got that or you've not. You can't teach that. And if you've got that, look, that might. <laughs> If that thing didn't work and he was out of position like he was for one of the times and he's scuppering back, as Cochrane did a couple of times as well. But give me that, honestly. Give me a talent that's not frightened of making a mistake because he doesn't even think that he's going to make a mistake. He might do, but all he's focused on is is showcasing his ability over someone that's safe but not as, yeah. abil- not, has as much ability. And credit to, to them for signing. Um and and he's going to build on that. He's going to build on that. And and one or two of these little kind of brain farts might end up in a concession of a goal against us. Let's let's cross that bridge when we come to it. I thought he he was he was outstanding. And, and honestly, I don't know. Sometimes I'll go home and I'll read some things on social media and other things and think, were they at the same game as me? Or I'll think, was I at the same game as them? Because you realise that most of the people are thinking the same as them or the same as you. No, I'm not having any any negativity about Cami Devlin um, following that. I thought I, I want to go through the, the the players that I think deserve special praise tonight. Um, Craig Gordon, outstanding. Cami Devlin, decent, hard work. Andy Halliday, really good shift. Lewis Nielsen, it goes without saying. Yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'll put Janelli and Mackay in the same bracket. I, See, and, I, I wouldn't put Mackay up as high as Janelli for that game. I no, think no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, better. hold on. I, I'm not having them both in, in, in the good bracket. I'm having them both in both brackets. I think there was stuff oh. from both of them tonight that you kind of thought, oh, wow. And then you thought, Jesus. They both they both did that. Barry Mackay maybe more. Barry Mackay wasn't seen for the first 20 minutes. No. Once he gets more involved in games, but it's it's like you've got an easy way to do things or a hard way to do things. You do the hard way, and you, it pays off, and then you screw up the easy way, and you're like, ah. But again, it's 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 nurturing this kind of don't be frightened approach. Don't try and stifle creativity. I hate that. If my daughter says my daughter's four years old, she says to me, "I want to wear this, 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 and this." Right? It's the most ridiculous. Together, outfit. I'm like, just go and do it. And then she she draws something or whatever. I'm sure many people have got kids that are similar to this and, and they'll draw something. And it's just, you're like, how the... Because they're allowed they're allowed to kind of be creative. And I just wish Barry Mackay would get involved in games, in bigger games more often. But the talent's there. It really is. And he can unlock... I mean, he'll be a key player against Fiorentina but he's got to be used correctly. Forrest Hepburn and McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more, visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. 
Right, let's get some reaction. We um, have got a few tweets. Mark was posting after the game. Let's have a look what some of you are saying on Twitter. Um, up the Park says, thought we set up uh, with the right game plan to dominate the midfield. Standout performers were Halliday and Nielsen when he came on. Poor decision from Robbie to start Halkett if he's out for a while. Nielsen should start all games. Hopefully this kickstarts our season. Gorgie rule. Um, John says, thought we played okay. Could have been better. The better team throughout and deserved to win. Could have won by three or four. Craig Gordon does what he does best. A real confidence booster for the squad. Thought Nielsen was excellent and should start on Sunday. Uh, Flitch, delighted with a win. Poor ball retention first half, but the goalie did what he does best and kept us in front at halftime. Should still have scored two first half goals. Better shape defensively in the second half. Nielsen came through well. Um, Devlin, Ginelli, excellent. That felt good. Uh, Brian Martin, got to be happy with the away win and a clean sheet. They weren't very good, but managed to get a point in Florence. Hard to fathom the change from quick, incisive passing through the opposition lines with hesitant sitting in that we managed in the same game. But I believe more to come from this team. Old Castle Rock says, almost had an aneurysm watching it. We were so frustrating <laughs> with ball retention in the second half and made it difficult for ourselves. However, huge win. Nielsen, Cochrane, Devlin and Gino standouts. RFS much poorer than I expected. Yeah. Sam says 2-0 going on 6 or 7. Played some really good stuff and created lots of chances compared to recent performances. Just lacking a wee bit of end product. Gino, Devlin, Halliday, all standouts, but Nielsen on for Halkett deserves, deserves all the praise he gets. Fantastic. See, that, that tweet there, that tweet is is an excited tweet that 2-0 going on 6 or 7. Right, but it's it's also a blinker tweet, and it's a tweet that we all would put out because we don't think about the opposition. They could have scored a couple, at least, without Craig Gordon, but but we deserved to win that, and we, and we were the better side. Um, I had a tweet from someone that's not a Hearts fan, Adam Lovett. Great result. So important that non-old firm teams start to do well in Europe. Well played, Jonathan Slatter. Cannot wait for a fit Halkett to form a partnership with Lewis Nielsen. Nielsen strolled it once again. Well, what about a three? With Kai Rolls as well. Now, mm -hmm. so Halkett's best where? Right centre back or centre back in a three? I would say centre back in a three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Lewis yeah. Nielsen on the right, Kai Rolls on the left. I couldn't remember which one it was because you mentioned it before how you much prefer him in one or the other when he's playing in a three. So <clears throat> Lewis Nielsen as a right centre back. Let's. You know what? I was going to say, let's not get carried away with ourselves. Fuck it. <laughs> let's get carried away with ourselves because we've not had. It's been miserable the last seven weeks, apart from the St. Johnston win. We've been trying to find, well, not trying to find faults, we've been trying to find positives, because faults have been easy to come by. So let's let's just kind of, let's over-egg this pudding. Um, so yeah, Halkett in the middle, Nielsen on the right, Rolls on the left for a back three. Uh, JMS... Or, or, Kingsley. James, or Kingsley on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gives us options. Yeah. Uh, JMS still up. Tremendous. Defensively shaky from Halkett injury to half time. Agree with that. I thought positioning took a bit of time before we, we kind of got to where we needed to be and got more stable. But no signs of that in the second half. Janelli and Grant, tremendous. A word for George Grant, by the way. Um, I, I mean, he had a nutmeg on one of their boys. And I think it was Robert Borthwick that put a tweet out kind of saying, um, hiring for, for, for Grant. Kind of what? I think he was just puggled. Um, and yeah. I think he put so much effort into it. 
Uh, HM Foxtrot Charlie, a couple of shaky moments from CG. Well, it was a kick out and, and a handling outside the area, but apart from that, but equally a couple of great saves. There were at least three wonderful saves. Nielsen played well when he came on, and Ginelli was showing much more for what we want from him. If not for a couple of poor passes in the final third, could have been easily three or four great ones. Totally agree with that. Lewis Nielsen should be on the starting squad or starting team from now on from HMFC France. What a player he is. Gino outstanding, even though he can be frustrating. Yeah. Well, maybe he just, I think it's very difficult for any player to get momentum when they start one week, they're out the next week. I think you just have to persevere with him. And I think if we've got that option of Alan Forrest and Josh Ginelli, both competing for that same position wide on the right, I think that's a great thing. Uh, Grant was great too. Cochrane top, um, Mackay a little bit off. But fuck it, we won. Let's party until the end of the week. <laughs> Excellent performance tonight. Lewis Nielsen looked very assured and great performances all round, really. Ginelli and Shankland looked a good pairing up front. When you take, well, when you put Josh Ginelli in, you know you're going to get inconsistency. However, for what he gives us, if we could get that on a more regular basis, and we've spoken before, the reason that we don't is because he's at hearts. If he was consistent, he wouldn't be with us. But he's got that pace, that out ball to Ginelli to run in behind. That is is something. We are not a quick team, Laurie, are we? And to have Josh Ginelli with that pace, it makes a difference. It certainly does. Um, and you've, you've, I mean, a lot of the tweets are spot on with highlighting some of the, the positive performances. I think the big thing is going to uh, going to an away game in Europe. And I know it's not one of the top teams by you can only be what's in front of you 100%. and we've gone there and we've managed to grind out the three points and grind out's not a good way to put it because we were the better team um i think that's huge and what it does give is such a lift generally they spoke about that on the coverage as well that away from just the game itself suddenly from last week when we got taken apart by Bishakcha here, who are a better team, but similarly... Tina got taken apart tonight by them. They did, and that's what's going to get to, is like, not only is it giving us a boost in terms of, well, we've got a win on the board ahead of playing Motherwell at the weekend in the league, but you look at the group, and don't get me wrong, if you wanted, if, if you had to pick who's going to go through in that group, and you had to be sensible about it, you're still going to say, well, you're probably going to go with Fiorentina and Istanbul Bishakcha here. Currently, Fiorentina are bottom of the group, though. Hearts are second. And, and by the way, forget about Hearts Fiorentina for just a second. Istanbul, Bashak Shahir play against RFS, home and away coming up. Right, They're away first in Riga, I think, or whatever way it is. They're going to get six points. Yep. They're going to have 12 points. They're going to be through. Yep. That means Istanbul are going to have one point. That shows you the importance. I don't think we'll take anything from, from Italy. So it's all about match day three. Yeah, because if and we if, win it, if we win at home, we're oh, we're five points ahead of Fiorentina. Exactly. So even if we lose in Italy, we're still two points ahead of them with Riga to come at home and a potential game against a Bashakshi here side who could be through and will play with our hopefully any care. but you know potentially and look. <laughs> some people will listen to this and go, "Come on, guys, are we talking about finishing with Fiorentina?" But of course. Look, allow us, please, allow us to get ahead of ourselves. Allow us not to think about the recent games when we lost at Livingston. We lost against Kilmarnock. Allow us this kind of moment, right? What we are saying is it's going to come down to when we beat Fiorentina at home, 100%. And we need to, 
we need to have a better result at home against Fiorentina than they have against us at home to give us the head-to-head, which would then leave us needing a point in Istanbul on match day six to go through. Do you know some of the games? You know some of the games? What was the famous one? So you just imagine if, say, Hearts need a point to get through and Istanbul don't need anything or they need a point to be top. Um, They'll have 15 points by then. Five wins from five. I mean, you know, you know the games. What was the famous one where the two teams there a, just there was a passed. two scat? Oh, there was yeah, nineteen eighty-two World Cup. There was one of them. No, a more. There was a more recent one. A oh, World there was a there was a Scandinavian one. Um, at one of the recent was it twenty fourteen or twenty eighteen World Cup? Um, when they I, I, both I needed a draw. A, I thought there was a Champions League game. Oh, was there? Where, Maybe. But there was a game, I remember, and it was just a case of. Uh, we'll knock it around. There you go. You can have it. You can knock it around for a while because both teams, a point, made sure they both qualified. I, I love the fact um, we're talking about match day six, right? We've beaten Fiorentina at home. We've got the better head to head than them. We'll probably lose to Motherwell now on Sunday and go for fuck's yeah, sake. Hearts, come on. This is shite. Sack everybody. But you know what? At least when we've got a good result, my wife's you've... delighted. My, honestly, my wife's like, thank God you're away upstairs for an hour. He said, you're, you're behaving like a child. So we watched Welcome to Wrexham last night, which is absolutely brilliant, by the way. And she's like, oh, these, this is my wife who used to be, like, they used to have a season ticket with the family and, and her dad and her brother, my, my father-in-law and brother-in-law, still got season tickets. They're a big hearts family. Right? So she knows what it's all about. But she's trying to give it the whole Yahoo, oh, yeah, you can go and be happy for an hour. Because she knows what I'm like when hearts lose. So, <laughs> happy days. I'm off on the pitch tonight. It's only six o'clock here. I've got Thursday night football to come. But I don't know if I'll be as late as these Hearts fans in Riga. Because right now, it's five past one in the morning in Riga. I don't think some of these boys and girls will get sleep tonight. And who could I, blame them? I know. And I'm very jealous of them for it oh. as well. But what a win. Hearts, we're back. We're, we're, we're back in the game. We're second in the group. We've got a clean sheet. We'll win on the board. Thursday nights, what more could you want? Okay, before we go, we will have to mention um, the game on Sunday. And I will also... Oh, have, we have to uh, end on a negative, do we? Jesus. Well, not negative as such, but, um, uh, but it's a game that we'll have to talk about. I mean, okay. hearts go to Motherwell at the weekend. Um, and before that, just to, of course, mention as well that we are sponsored by Forrest, Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been creating sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Thank you for their support. And thank you for your support, for tuning in and listening. Um, if you are going to Motherwell on Sunday, hopefully Hearts can carry on the good feeling from the game in Riga that happened tonight. Um, Mark, we're not going to go into a big analysis ahead of the game but oh, this is just a case of trying to carry on a bit of momentum hopefully now you mentioned um did you mention it off air or was it on air i can't remember now that halkett is hopefully no i said on air, there was was on air. it might <laughs> look I, th- I think i think the sensible thing is hearts don't play after sunday until the first of october when they're at home to rangers why take the chance if lewis nielsen plays like that why take the chance with craig halkett True. give True. him give him a couple of weeks and just let them let them rest the hamstring. It's it's a needless game to take a, a chance in. We don't have another game until Rangers play your strongest side. 
obviously injury permitting. I'm, I'm not into, I think you, you, you reassess. You see how everyone is. Those that are really tired, okay, you, you change them. But I don't think it's wholesale changes for the weekend. We don't play again until the 1st of October after this. So international break can take care of itself. This is all about hearts this weekend. I don't think you'll see as many changes as you did um, from the, the the previous kind of, I think, the, the Zurich game uh, away compared to the, the game at Celtic Park. I think that's how it, yeah, it was, wasn't it? They played, um, yeah, that's right. They lost to Zurich and then loads of changes yeah. for Celtic. I don't think you need as many changes as that. We bounced back from the defeat at home to Zurich by beating St. Johnston. Hopefully we can make it back-to-back wins. <laughs> Excuse me, because <coughs> it's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. And, and do you know what's crazy is, you know, there's been, there's been quite, a bit, quite a bit of negativity recently, and a lot of it has been justified. Don't get me wrong. There's been some poor performances in there. If, if Hearts can win on Sunday, at the very least, they'll be level on points in third. They could be clear in third, depending on what happens with Hibs and Aberdeen on Saturday. So there's every chance we're one result away from going into the in, the first international break of the season, second in our European group, and third in the league. I mean, and as 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 much as as I, when when Robbie Nielsen did his interview with BT Sport and with Connie McLaughlin, and you you could tell he was desperate to be out in the piss for the Hearts fans, but he was also saying because she asked, "Would you say them in there?" And he's, he's just like, "I congratulated them, but said, hey." It's just as important a game on Sunday, if not more important, against Motherwell. And I'm thinking, Christ's sake, give give the boys some time. But then I'm thinking, you know what? That's what you want from a coach. This is your celebrations, your your condolences, everything like that. That that's for when you've got a little bit of a break. Now, for those that are not on international beauty uh, duty coming up, that's the time to kind of take stock. But yeah, that's what you want. You want a manager who's focused on. It's, it's boring for journalists because it's always about the next game. So it's like Bill Belichick over here. Yep. On to Cincinnati is his famous kind of thing after a, after something that happened. Um, so that that's what Robbie said afterwards. And I, I just, I hope that we can, we can produce a performance in a venue that we've not had much success in of late. And, and, and I know we lost there, wasn't it? After the, the top six split. And we'd already clinched third, and it was just like, uh, was that not the game that Ross Stewart was in goals for? Yes, for Park. So it was indeed. Can't really take too much into that, but no, I mean, they're they're on the same number of points as us. They're on ten points as us as well. So any win for them, even a one 0 win for them, um, gives them a better goal difference than us, and it also gives them a three point lead over us. So I think we we set up. I don't know how <coughs> we set up. Maybe something similar. We check how everybody is. We rest those, i.e., put them on the bench that have got nothing left in the tank. But that's what European football is all about. You want to, you want to be successful. You want to get into Europe. You've got to be prepared to be able to deal with being in Europe on a Thursday night and then competing again on a Sunday. Because as much as this is as this was a great win, it'll take the the shine off it a little bit if we produce an insipid performance and lose on on Sunday to to Motherwell. So let's go and see if we can do that. Let them worry about us. Let's not worry about them. Okay. Give me a score and a goal scorer. Go for it. Excuse me. I was just uh, taking a little sip of my old-fashioned out of my heart of Midlothian heart and soul of Edinburgh little glass. <laughs> That's okay. Take draw. A draw. I think a, a, a draw and um, Humphreys. Okay. 1-1 one, one. Humphreys. You? 
One one Humphreys. Uh, what am I going to pull out, Mars? Um, none, none of us have been right yet this season. I know. I, need... I don't have. Gabriel. You go for a win? Uh, I feel like I should. Why not? 1 0 hearts. Um, okay. Not a win. And the goal will come. Really free kick. From. <laughs> That's a good shout. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Ginelli. Why not? In behind, oh. we 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 okay. we break. Use his pace in behind. Get a goal. Get us over the line. Big three points. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss whatever with happens at Fair Park with. By the way, with, family, yeah. and yeah, Gowser said he's coming on next week. Who else do we have on next week? Delighted. Are you, you, oh, you're confirming that? Okay, yeah, go for it. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, confirming it. Our guest next week is a man who's played more times for Heart of Midlothian Football <laughs> Club than anyway. anybody else. And he's got a bloody good book out there as well, which I'm sure you can get in bargain books or whatever. It's called Maroon Heart. His name is Gary Mackay. He will join us next Tuesday, and our episode will be available on Wednesday to talk about his career wearing the maroon or the white or whichever jersey more times than anybody else. So Ryan McGowan, Gary Mackay, you and me next week on the back of a win in Riga and hopefully a good result at Fur Park, and all yes. is well with the world again. Indeed. Just and just a reminder: a five hundred thousand euro win. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Half, Half a, million. a million euros. <gasps> wow! For one win. Look at that. We can get for that. Indeed. Be so- <laughs> pure gleeman. Oh. Thank, thank you for tuning in to uh, Scarves Around the Funnel. Make some noise. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Around the Funnel. You can email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. And let us week. know what you're No, no, no. Let us know what you're doing. Oh. How you're yep. going to get to Prague for the Europa for the final. Conference League final. Do you need directions to Sex Park? Let mm-hmm. us know because Mark still has they, it on his map. Make us feel well. Um, Make a noise, the Gorgie boys have won in Europe. Or, oh, what a night. Oh, Gorgie yeah. on a Thursday night. Well, yes, Hibs boys. are home well, yes, because out. they're fucking shite. What a feeling. What a feeling. What, what a, a night. night. <laughs> Goodbye.